Welcome to Dice Camera Action in Audio Form. I'm Greg Tito, host of Dragon Talk. Chris Perkins is the dungeon master for the amazing group of adventurers known as the Waffle Crew. They've been broadcasting on twitch.tv slash dnd at 4 p.m. Pacific time every Tuesday for a while, but we wanted to give fans who prefer to listen in audio form a way to follow their adventures. We're going back to the start of the Waffle Crew's adventures in Barovia and the greater Sword Coast area and publishing them all on this new podcast feed. Going forward, we'll be releasing weekly episodes pulled from the live stream here on the Dice Camera Action RSS. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecamerraaction.gamepedia.com for full episode recaps and information about all the NPCs, guest appearances, and adopted pets of the party. For this episode, we'll pick up right when Chris Perkins says hello to the crew. Enjoy this suboptimal party. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Dice Camera Action. Yeah! Yeah! Yep. Uh, we are one player down because Nate's off fighting crime, but uh, Anna, Holly, and Jared are here, and my oh my, are we going to have a grand old time? <laughs> <laughs> we always seem to in Barovia. Yeah. yeah, it's great. Ready to get creeped out, kids? Uh, I mean, already. Mention I'm the only one awake. Right. Everyone else yeah. is slumbering. Uh-huh. I mean, how much worse could it get after thinking that I ate a baby? <laughs> That's how I feel. That. That's a fine that. question to ask. Let's find out, shall we? Don't test <laughs> Please don't say that. So, I, that. That one moment where I tried to like, like smite him, like, no, Chris Perkins, no. <laughs> it was like this moment of desperation. I, and I learned something that day. <laughs> I forget who I was explaining to you recently, but I was like, yeah, I play this great D&D game, like, and it's so much fun. And one of our party members, we thought she ate a baby. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of game is this? Yeah, so um, oh my gosh. So last week, the party came upon a gatehouse up in the mountains and uh, managed to uh, get through the gate uh, by walking through curtains of green flame or in Strix's case, turning into a cloud of gas. Um, gas. The, the characters uh, aggravated these guardian statues perched atop the gatehouse, which transformed into living, breathing Vrock demons. But Strix talked him down. She which was him, baller. Yes. She made them get back in their place, back on their roosts, and they reverted to stone, and the party was able to avoid getting completely torn to pieces. <laughs> Yay! Not our finest and, moment. Yeah, now. And just beyond the gatehouse was this white tower sort of perched on the edges of the cliffs. And uh, it seemed to st- uh, be stark contrast to the black gatehouse. And uh, with some not so help from your elven friend, Casimir, uh, you were able to enter the tower, secure it, uh, start a fire, and basically camp for the night, fearing that. Evelyn, Evelyn, sorry, might once again turn into a wolf. You tied her up to this iron ladder leading up to the tower rooftop, and you set watches for the night, while Casimir, being an elf and not requiring sleep per se, stayed on the ground floor just to watch the entrance, make sure nothing came in and took her away in the night. And uh, on second watch, uh, which was Strix's watch, in the sort of wee hours of the morning, you believe, Strix, you heard these whooshing sounds, like heavy, like the beatings of huge wings outside. 
But through frost-covered windows, you can't see much. What would you like to do? Uh, can I see our good friend, Casimir? Uh, you'd have to go back downstairs to the first floor of the tower to see him. Okay. Uh, uh, but when you when you sort of creep over and you peer down the staircase, uh, yeah, you can see uh, that he is... Um, uh, he, he has heard the sounds clearly. Uh, you can see he's sort of uh, shivering a bit in the cold, uh, but he's got his uh, scimitar out. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to look at him down there. Go get him. Go get it. Go get it. <laughs> go, go on, Miss Ralph. <laughs> All right. Uh, at this point in time, I'd like Evelyn and Diath to make uh, perception checks. Or you actually know what's your passive perception? Oh, you're, you're sleeping. Ten plus perception skill. Uh, yeah. Uh, eighteen. Okay. Eleven. All right. Uh, DF, uh, you with your passive perception, uh, Strix's uh, shout out to Casimir <laughs> wakes you. Damn it! I was kind of hoping to sleep through it. <laughs> what? Yeah. And uh, you feel this sort of gust of, or this uh, this uh, coldness wash over you at. As you hear the downstairs door open, um, and Strix, you see uh, Casimir pretty much do as you say and go outside yeah. into the night snow. Um, I'll probably just throw my glyph, my drift globe, or my yeah, so he can see if it's dark. I don't know how dark. Uh, well, it is. you know he's an elf, so he's got dark vision. Oh, that's true. Well, we we want to see, so <laughs> why not? I'll throw it down there anyway. Okay, I just wake up, grumpy. Yep. Yeah, and I'm like, hey, you guys, there's a big, there's a big monster outside. Oh uh, my D- god, why is the door open? I just got to sleep. Yeah, and DF, you can you can hear the sound of beating wings, uh, but uh, from uh, where you are, they seem to be getting fainter. Oh, oh. And Strix, uh, when you're done screaming and throwing your uh, <laughs> drift globe down, uh, sort of lighting up the downstairs, uh, you too can hear that the sound of beating wings has faded. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll go peek out the door then and see if okay. I can see anything. Um, when you peek out the door, it's still dark outside, uh, but there is white snow uh, down everywhere outside covering uh, the mountain pass as well. You can see about 30 feet away, Casimir standing uh, dark figure, stark against the white snow, uh, kind of looking up at the sky. And then he uh, turns back to you and says, it was the wind. The wind? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, sir, Mr. Alf Burke, I think, I don't think it was the wind. I heard a monster outside. There is no monster. There was a monster. Can I see if I see any tracks or anything or? Sure. Uh, go out, <laughs> when you go outside and look around, just make a perception check. Good. I'm going to try to pull this guy's bluff. Oh, nice. Uh, 19. Uh, you see, you see Casimir's tracks leading to where he is standing presently. Uh, you can see the barest vestiges of your half-filled snowy tracks from when you uh, entered the tower, and nothing else. I don't think it was the wind. <laughs> yeah, and when you sort of look up at the, you know, the top of the tower, everything looks pretty normal. You see these gleaming golden warrior women with spears staring down at you from their lofty perch, um, inanimate statuary, as always. Dieth heard heard it too. I woke, <laughs> I woke you up. I'm gonna yell and say, Dieth, do you think that was the wind? <laughs> no. 
see, I'm looking at Casimir going, see, Dieth is says, the most perceptive one here. Well, whatever it was, it is gone now. I guess that's a more satisfying answer. <laughs> I'll just trudge back inside. Yes, he sheaths his scimitar and trudges back inside with you and then closes the door. You should have no oh. reason to lie to us. And by the way, Strix, uh, when you get within about 10 feet of him, you see oh. this, you hear the screaming, anguished <laughs> di- death <laughs> cries of the thousands of uh. people he's allegedly killed. Uh. It's the worst. <laughs> the worst. Yes. And uh, he kn- he knows that uh, you can hear that as well, and uh, he sees you cringe, and he does not follow you back upstairs to your companions. By the time you get upstairs, you're out of range of his screaming. Oh, good. All right. I guess it, I will uh, resume my watch then, still keeping a, an eye on him. Okay. The rest of the night passes uneventfully, and Evelyn. I'm just have- like. <sighs> yes, you. Even though you're tied up, to, even though you're tied up to a ladder, you do have a restful slumber, and that counts as a long rest for you, Evelyn. Thank goodness, <laughs> for heaven's sake! In fact, uh, when you when you uh, sort of stirred a consciousness in the wee hours of the morning, by which point you've burned all your fire, all the firewood that Casimir collected, um, and the room is starting to get a little bit cold again. But Evelyn, you you had what you consider to be a, a most wonderful restful sleep. Yay! That doesn't like actually benefit me in any way other than making no more happy. no more so than a normal long rest would in a cozy bed, but. That just replenishes my hit dice, right? That doesn't like give me HP back, does it? Uh, yeah, you get all your hit dice back and you also get all your spells. Yeah, but no like HP or anything. Long you, rest uh, should bring you back up to full. Yeah, long rest will bring you up to full as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. You should be 100%. Yep. Sweet. I feel great. <laughs> I, I'm like dancing around and I'm like, I just feel like a bushy tail little squirrel on a bright sunny morning. And then I'm like, <gasps> Did I turn into a wolf last night? Do I, did I forget? Strix didn't hear that because when you started talking about squirrels, she covered her ears. I said, did I turn into... No, Evelyn, no, you were fine. You didn't, and we don't know why. Hey, elf man, Mr. Thing, why, 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 why didn't that happen? Maybe I got better. You didn't get better. I just assumed she was too tired to transform. <laughs> I did feel real tired. <laughs> he says... Perhaps this tower is a place of solace. Nowhere is a place of solace. <laughs> I don't believe that. Just like I don't believe it was just the wind. Yeah, I'm going to give him a real good side eye. Like, oh. Okay. Would well, I know, would Evelyn know what a place of solace is or would she ask for more information? Um, I, you don't think he's speaking in any sort of um, literal sense. Uh, he's just speaking figuratively well i like the sound of that so i get closer to him and i'm like a place of solace that sounds wonderful what's that he says you know what solace is well yes that's what i mean like do do you mean it has like some sort of magic properties that keep me from turning into a werewolf or do you just mean it makes us feel good because i i usually feel pretty good but i still turn into a werewolf even if i feel pretty good Perhaps it is this place. It might be warded in some fashion. Well, then he should have said that to begin with, silly. And I like try to like, like chuff him on the shoulder. You know, <laughs> oh my god. He, he just sort of looks at his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually like no one has told me about the whole screaming thing, and I can't hear right. it. So like, 
I don't really get why everyone stays so far away from him either. <laughs> he does seem to be off-putting to just about everybody else. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I suppose that we still have to try to make sure I'm cured, but can I still like smell in here amazingly right now? Uh, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I still feel pretty wolfy. And uh, he says, yes, we're going to the Amber Temple to rid you of your curse and mine. You should probably get (sighs) I know. I agree. We'll we'll take care of her curse first. This this is how it works. All right. Uh, When you leave the tower and you march across the snowy path, about about a couple inches of snow fell in the night. Uh, So uh, it's still gray and overcast and quite blustery, uh, but the snow adds a brightness uh, that wouldn't otherwise be here. And when you follow the path back uh, uh, eastward toward the bridge, you are reminded once again um, about how haunting a place this can be. Uh, the bridge, uh, by daylight, you can see uh, the actual span of the bridge is about 70 feet. It's sturdy stone, but parts of it have crumbled away here and there. It's it's intact for the most part, however. And then there are the arches at each end, uh, these uh, big formidable structures with the uh, mounted knights with lances on top of them. All statuary. Um, none of it looks harmful. Well, shall we walk across this bridge? It probably isn't harmful at all. I have an idea. This bridge, there's like a chasm below this bridge correct that's correct there is a there is a very very deep gorge a lot of the mist uh from the day before has cleared and you can see right down to the bottom it's about you'd estimate a 500 foot drop to a a fairly swift flowing river that has uh patches of ice on it i've had my fair share of death hole it's a death hole so how about we take a rope and tie it around all of us so in case one of us falls, we can all pull the other person back. But what if all of us fall? We have oh, more problems besides a rope. That is true. That would we be more of a problem than a rope. Yes. Maybe we can ask our elf friend to take the rope across first, and then we all just kind of walk along it. That's a great idea. That's a great He can tie it off, and then if any of us fall, we can just climb up the rope. I uh, would normally suggest that I take it across since I can fly, but I like the idea of testing to make sure that this guy will like help us out. So I don't mention that. And I like kind of smugly. I'm like, that's a great idea. All and right. you can really tell that I'm being smug because Evelyn doesn't really <laughs> like it. <laughs> For once Evelyn catches on. Yeah. <clears throat> All I'm All saying right. is that open chasms are very triggering for me right now. So let's yeah. just try and be safe. Yeah, I agree. I'm yep. trying to like hug her. I like go like this. Don't touch me. No, please don't. Please okay. don't touch me. Okay. <laughs> Casimir says, do you have a rope? I do. <laughs> I take out my rope. He says, <laughs> is it long enough to span the length of the bridge? Uh, how long is this bridge? You look at it in 70 feet. Shit. Most of I it. have a rope. I have a rope. We can tie the ropes together and they could be a long rope. Yeah, one big rope. How long is your rope? How long is your rope? Mine's 50. Uh, By the way, even though Nate's not joining us, Paulton is still with you. Um, uh, He'll he'll be a a quiet participant in tonight's events. 
Certainly not. <laughs> He's just scared. Yeah. <laughs> and cold. <laughs> and hungover. Yeah. He's all bundled up and he's got his big sort of furry cape on, pulled over tight over his head so you can only see his nose and his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Kenny whenever he talks. When he doesn't when he doesn't have a wine skin in his mouth, you only hear <laughs> sounds. All right. Uh, so Casimir will take your two ropes that have been joined together and walk uh, quietly across the stone bridge. Uh, and he gets all the way to the other side, no problem. And tie it off. He'll I'll look for a place. He'll look for a place on the arch uh, to do exactly that. Okay, I make sure that he ties it. Well, Good. you're on the other side of the bridge, and he's seventy feet away. So how are you going to do that? Exactly? <laughs> Squint. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can make a perception check if you like. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> I kind of like the idea of me just being. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, 13 okay um so uh these stone arches don't have a lot of sort of protuberances or anything like that but they have uh little chambers carved into the the legs of the arches i guess where maybe guards could stand and protect themselves against the elements back when this was a defensible structure uh he goes into one of those uh, side chambers and uh, comes back out and calls out to you and he says, the rope has been tied off. Let's go. Evelyn, fly is across. Ever nice? I like just kind of like, I, I kind of lean like this, like, oh, that's so nice. You. But I'm, fl- I'm floating, like kind of like sideways, like, <laughs> uh, that's so nice of you to tie that off. Let me come in and just help you tighten that right up, you know, <laughs> like go over there and like, tighten it a little extra and like, looks good. Okay. Okay. Strix, I'll go first. Okay. And I'll bring myself across while holding onto the rope quite tightly. Yes. Yes. And I'll be behind you holding on too. All right. Uh, the, the bridge is a little bit slippery because uh, some ice is formed on the stones. But uh, you were able to cross it without incident. Good. Look, our extra safeness made us extra not dead. I, I like that. I'm a big fan of being not dead. Yeah, because if you died, you, notice, again, you would be extra dead. You notice uh, as you approach the arch on the far side that the, of the two, there are two statues on each arch uh, with uh, armored mounted knights challenging each other. One of the statues on the far arch that you are now getting, you're approaching, has mostly crumbled away um, just by sheer, by time. Uh, it looks like time and weather has done that statue in, uh, but it sort of lends uh, an air of uh, oldness to this place. You're at least reminded that these these this bridge was built long, long ago and hasn't been well maintained over the years. Uh, nevertheless, you get to the far side, safe and sound. Uh, you undo the rope, you bundle it up, uh, you you separate the ropes from each other, and you're on the far side without incident. Evelyn. <laughs> Yeah. What would you like to say? Just as soon as they get there, I've been like contemplating this crumpled, crumbled uh, statue. And I'm like, is not the destruction of our bodily being a beautiful thing to behold when we think that we will one day walk toward the light of a new dawn. And even in death, we find ourselves reborn to new purpose in the great light of Lathander. And I'm like, also like 
like as I get more excited, I'm like touching their shoulders and like, yes, praise Lathander. While you're going off, Casimir just says, <laughs> elves are immortal. <laughs> <laughs> I consider this. <laughs> and then he walks off. <laughs> Uh, and as he walks, because he knows, I look like, oh, poor you. So um, but part part of the reason why he goes off, walks off, is he he doesn't want to be near Strix and Diaf. You think partly because of the distress, his screaming voices uh, seem to cause them. And yes, he doesn't want to be near us. <laughs> right. Yes. He seems to be of a mind to stay ahead of you at all times. Now, Evelyn, uh, I need you to make a perception check for me. Oh, goody! I'm good at these. Yep, you're super. <laughs> While you're yelling. And and you have, you have advantage because of your keen senses. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, that's not bad. That's uh, 19. Uh, as you leave the bridge behind and continue along the mountain path, uh, your keen smell picks up wolves. Wolves on the wind. Uh, they're not close. But, Can I tell at all where, like, what direction they are or anything? You get the vague sense that uh, there's, they're definitely within a mile of you, and uh, and they're definitely upwind from you, which suggests that they are north of you, which means that they're on sort of the the far side of the mountain or like where we're going ahead of us. Uh, no, they're you. In the direction you would go would put you farther away from them. I I get into kind of a wolfy, like I'm feeling real wolfy lately. Mm-hmm. Kind of a wolfy stance. And, and I like, there's wolves about. <laughs> Evelyn's like full of energy. So she's just like yeah. super excited <laughs> about everything. And she says, we should be careful. So I've learned anything about wolves in this area. It's that they're fighting wolves. Fighting wolves? Yeah. You think it is? it would be unusual to find wolves this high up in the mountains? I think it's unusual to find wolves this high up in the mountains. <laughs> yeah, there's... Would I be able to smell if they happen to be like lycanthropes like me? Would they smell the same? Uh, they would not smell like ordinary wolves to you. Okay. These aren't lycanthropes like me. They're just ordinary wolves. Not special ones. You know whose wolves they probably are? Strahd. <laughs> yes, the return of the Strahd puppet. <laughs> I love that guy. And, and makes him wiggle. That's <laughs> Strahd. I know who that is. That's Strahd. That's Strahd. Paul, you Paulton will pull his hood so tight. People, <laughs> <laughs> when we use the puppet, so we don't have to say his name because his name will give him power. So you just point at the puppet and you Mr. say, Mr. Paulton, Mr. No, no, no. <laughs> it is Mr. Shamblefaces Wolves, most likely. So we just have to be careful. Isn't that right, Elfman? He says, Elfman went inside. We should probably. Yeah, Elfman is sort of ahead of you, but through the wind, he can, with his sharp hearing, he does turn to you and say, If there are wolves coming after us, we should make haste. Okay, my name is Strahd. <laughs> I mean, Mr. Shambles, don't say my name. <laughs> Strix will just follow him. With You're the real good at puppet Strix. Thank you. He's right, though. Let's keep moving so we can help it's, Evelyn. It's funny because when I was in the hive and I did puppet shows, no one ever gave me any money. Hmm. Okay. As you make your way along the mountain path, the snow becomes deeper and deeper as you climb. Uh, the road fades away 
under the covering of snow. Um, but after about, uh, I want to say, four more hours of walking, Evelyn, you get the impression that the wolves, uh, the scent is not going away, uh, which means they are keeping pace with you and they are behind you. You know, as much as I hate to say it, I think we aren't losing these wolves. And I mean, I've done a lot of thinking about this and I, I, I do believe that we all have the responsibility to use whatever power and strength we're given to serve the great morning Lord Lathander. And if I have been given this power and strength as a, a werewolf, then maybe I should be using it to serve him. Maybe the, the best is to turn around and uh, serve him with all my wolfy might. What? Let, no. okay, let's just keep following Casimir. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you're right. If I can't ever, if I can't control myself at any point, then I am not much of a paladin. So you're probably right, Strix. You were very wise. You know, have you ever thought, thought of throwing everything aside and becoming a paladin in the service of the great Lathander. Let me tell you a little bit. I hate you. I'm just going to cover my ears and just follow, follow Casimir. You can keep talking. All right. so you won't hear it. <laughs> I'll put my hood up and cover my ears like this. Just when like I that. was a young girl, I learned once and for blah, 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 blah. <laughs> All right. And uh, as you follow the mountain pass, you can see below you is a, a cold snow covered misty woodland. Um, it's hundreds of feet below you. You're well up truly in the mountains at this point. And, uh, uh, ahead of you, blustery snow. Um, you come to a point splits the, uh, with a road going to the right. Well, the road is buried under snow, but a path going to the right and a path going to the left and Casimir goes left, which will take you higher and higher still up into the mountain. And he says there's about another, he tells you there's about another mile to go. What's the other way? He says... He says, the wall of mist that surrounds Strahd's domain. We've experienced that before. That's not a fun one. That road leads to death. But what is death? But a repurposing of the lat that is in all of us. No, no, Evelyn. Evelyn, he did tie off the rope. He tied off the rope. We have to give him the benefit of the doubt. Evelyn, death kind of a touchy subject here. Yeah. Yeah, Don't trigger it. At this point, uh, the snow is uh, just below your knees, so you're kind of trudging through it. Um, But after, pretty much as he says, after about a mile of trudging, and you're pretty exhausted, uh, many of you, uh, you see the facade of some kind of temple carved into the sheer mountainside directly ahead. The front of the structure is 50 feet high and has six tall alcoves containing 20-foot-tall statues. Each statue is carved from what appears to be a single block of amber. Wow. And it, it depicts a faceless, hooded figure, its hands pressed together in a gesture of prayer. Now, between the two innermost statues is a 20-foot-tall archway, an open arch with a stairway leading down into the mountain. Hmm. I'm not impressed. <laughs> do I do I know anything about this temple, or can I roll a religion check? Uh, you can definitely roll a religion check. That's a twenty-one. Okay. Oh wait, just kidding. It's a nineteen. Okay, that's still a good roll. So you don't know. So 
Uh, just to remind you, uh, before you set out from the Wizard of Wines winery, the Martikoffs did give you a bit of information about this place that they knew of, having lived here for so long. They knew that uh, this place, the Amber Temple, which is carved into the Balanok Mountains, uh, was a vault that was created and guarded by these this ancient sect of wizards. And their task was basically to lock away ancient and forbidden lore and uh, sort of a lot of evil lore and to guard it and safeguard it. And this remote location basically was a guarantee that this lore would never be unearthed or found again. Um, the Martikovs don't know what fate befell these wizards. Uh, a lot of the later history is sort of lost. Looking at these amber statues of these faceless robed men, you think they might be representations of those wizards, these mysterious mystics uh, whose identities aren't important, and that might be why they're faceless. Um, at the same time, uh, you were in your teachings uh, uh, back at Sunday school, um, <laughs> <laughs> you were told that there are in the multiverse uh, gods who are sort of uh, protectors of secrets or gods of secrets, and they were often represented as being faceless entities. Hmm. And not all of them were benign. So were these wizards then good wizards trying to protect the world from this evil lore? Yes. Okay. So I don't want to smash the temple and smash all. <laughs> Darn. That was your first response? <laughs> Let's break it! Yeah. Now, the facade of the temple is literally carved out of the mountain, sort of like the in the real world Earth, the uh, the ruined city of Petra um, in the Middle East. Uh, and some of the stonework has crumbled and collapsed over the year, leaving over the years, uh, leaving piles of rubble uh, buried under the snow out front. But the statues themselves seem to have weathered time without so much as a blemish. Cool. This place looks like bad news. Yeah, but I have to be here. And you're you're still about a hundred feet away from the structure. It's it's a it's sort of a vast facade. Uh, the only entrance appears to be the open archway in the middle of it, uh, and you can't at this range see where it goes. It's just a dark, gaping orifice. I do like the equivalent of genuflecting. I don't know what it looks something like. That's, that's how you genuflect for Lefanda. <laughs> Can I do a perception check to see if there's any other way other than this big, scary front door? <laughs> uh, yeah. At if this we range, get a little bit closer. Uh, you can certainly get closer and check it out. Okay. I'll get a little bit closer and kind yeah. of... Are you going alone or your friends? I'm going to ask everyone. <laughs> you guys want to get a little close, just like a tiny bit so we can see? No? Sure. Unless, okay. unless I mean, I'm scared, but... <laughs> As you advance uh, toward the facade to get a look to see if there's any other possible entrances, you notice that Casimir, uh, for the first time, seems to linger behind you. He does not advance with you. He remains uh, in back. And actually, he draws his weapon and turns back down the way you came and just seems to watch that way. Uh, you get the sense that he's picked up something or sensed something. Uh, you're not exactly sure. Uh, but he's in sort of battle readiness. Do I hear or smell anything? You can still smell the wolves. Um, uh, they are still in pursuit. Do they, I smell them stronger or anything? Do I think that's what he's? Uh, it's possible. Uh, make a, I'll have you all make perception checks and, and uh, you've got advantage on yours. 
Dang, I'm like, I'm killing it tonight. 21. Excellent. Excellent. How'd you do, Strix? Oh, sorry. I was doing Oh, not good. It's amazing what a nap will do for you. And DF? 23. Excellent. So, Evelyn, yes, you believe that the wolves are getting closer. And in fact, over the sound of the blustering wind, you can actually hear a howl, a lone howl. For a second, I'm like, ah, uh, <laughs> 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 something in my throat. Yeah, uh, sure. That the wolves are approaching. Uh, I think we should prepare to fight them off. <laughs> I don't think they're going to be very nice. And I think that's what our friend here is doing. I don't know why you didn't mention it to us that that's what was about to happen, my friend. Communication is key to like adventuring as a group. Evelyn, ask smear. Can you determine how many? <laughs> uh, Evelyn, with your phenomenal role, uh, it's hard to tell um, because they're not here yet, but uh, you would say dozens. Do- I dozens? Would, I would say dozens. Dozens? Uh, and Casimir says uh, his his uh, he just sort of uh, listens at the wind and he says more than that. Well, if we you look like you got it handled by, yeah, we should run. He says Let's safer inside. Uh, but and uh, DF, yes. while uh, uh, you're uh, helping Strix sort of survey the area, you so uh, just. West of the facade, uh, you can see that there is a crack in the mountainside, a natural formation, you believe, uh, but it's at ground level, and it seems to go pretty far back. It could be sort of a, an alternative entrance into this place, um, but you'd have to do you'd have to do closer inspection. Let's run. Or it doesn't look very wide. The crack only looks to be about maybe three feet wide, but it does seem to go deep into the mountainside. Not to like sail our way through, but it might help get these wolves off of us. If nothing else, we can set up a bottleneck on the other side. Yeah. And while you're checking that out, you can see that Casimir is actually walking away from you, going back uh, farther away from the facade, uh, blade out as though he's of a mind to maybe like hold off the wolves himself like i mean it's sort of kind of let's go <laughs> i mean i'm just assuming that you guys don't like the idea of me like maybe casting speak to animals and then like trying to talk to them and convince them that maybe i'm their wolf queen and they want to follow us and help yeah, us the last thing i want to do is give you a direct channel to strahd oh i suppose you're right just i i mean i was just saying hypothetically of course you wouldn't like the plan but <laughs> And that's when you see the wolves coming up uh, through the snow. Uh, you can see that they're this sort of black um, sea of, of fangs and, uh, and, uh, and gleaming eyes. Some of the wolves are bigger than you. By, by, significant, by a significant margin, uh, they seem to be almost horse-sized. Yep. Strix is running. She's no. running. probably got it. Let's go. Everyone, now go. Uh, I point out to like where the crack is and kind of, or lead him over towards it so we can try to like okay. turn to our uh, side. And, like, Casimir is not following you. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> I think All he's right. got it. I'll come with you to protect you instead. No one tell, no one tell Asmir. 
Thanks for your help. <laughs> I'll pay you in snacks. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you begin to uh, uh, DF as you peer uh, down this crack or fissure. Uh, make a perception check just to see what you might see deeper in. Okay. Uh, 18. All right. That is good. You see flickering torchlight. That's bizarre. Yeah, not what you were expecting. And it's about... mm, So you think that this crack goes through about 12 feet of stone before breaking into some sort of chamber ahead. That chamber seems to be torchlit. Well... Do you want me to uh, scout ahead as a cloud, DF? Well, we can't exactly go back, so I'll just keep moving forward. I can I can go ahead, and then if there's anything super bad, I don't know, I can like come float around you like a big gas cloud. I'm whispering this, by the way. <laughs> if you want to be gas, you be gas. You do your gassy thing, girl. I'm so <laughs> weird. I we don't have that much time with that many wolves behind us. I'd rather That's true. get into the room first. And then maybe right, find a way to barricade this entrance or what if there's someone else worse than the wolves in there this uh this fissure is so narrow that you don't think certainly the big wolves would fit through the normal oh, sized normal yeah. sized ones would right all right well running for the big ones is very important so let's just go in you first Dia. all right yep. uh DF. i pull Paulton in with us and like his big wrapping <laughs> gets kind of like caught so i'm like pushing him from behind like <laughs> absolutely yeah and all you hear is okay <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, DF, you're the first one to come to the end of the fissure and be able to see into the room. Uh, you see there are torches and sconces spaced along the walls of an otherwise bare stone room. However, you can see six bedrolls made from stitched animal furs sort of scattered across the floor. Not scattered as in they've just been thrown there, but they placed around the floor like six people laid them out here. Uh, there are um, two apparent exits to the room, and both there are two sets of double doors. There is one uh, in uh, the wall, a wall directly across from you, and another one about mm, 15 feet away from that. These double doors. Uh, Ooh, boy. Uh, You can see that they are uh, made out of amber. So they're sort of semi-translucent, but they're thick enough that you can't just see through them as clear as glass. Cool. Everyone in? Everyone Everyone is now in the room. Uh, Evelyn, when you enter this room, you smell uh, sweat, like human sweat. And you smell wolf. It smells wolfy in here. Yeah, there have been wolves, or one or more wolves have laired in here recently. Also, someone needs to shower. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of that. Uh, She's like, I'm sorry, okay? It's cold here. Can we use these these uh, bedrolls and like stuff them up into this crack to kind of like block it off? Uh, that would not be sufficient to block it off. 
Else Can we use one of the torches to light a bedroll on fire in the crack? You I could see. do that. They know we were here. Oh, that's a good point. They could have watched us, but we were pretty far away. I think they could probably smell us either way. That is true, wolf person. All right, let's light up. Let's light it on fire. Or we could just go through one of these doors and close it behind us. Oh, We're gonna have to do that at some point anyway. Pretty sure the door's gonna be a safer idea. Sliding anything on fire might just smoke up this entire. All thing. right. Strix is really upset about not lighting. Let's go, and I, I go to the prettiest, grandest-looking door. Okay. Um, you can see that uh, both uh, sets of double doors uh, are sort of chiseled out of amber and uh, held in place by uh, um, iron hinges. Uh, both doors look like they open into the room that you're in. Uh, one of them, uh, through the translucence, you can see uh, flickering, distant flickering lights, like more torchlight. Uh, but the the flames are green. So far, I have not liked green flames. <laughs> now, the other doors, you don't see any light beyond them. Would you rather be alone or find new friends, team? Alone, always. Alone, alone. All right. At least we have each other. And I the try to time we saw open you. the dark doors. Okay. When you pull open the dark doors, uh, you are greeted by kind of a blast of cold air because the room ahead of you is much bigger. And you would assume uh, probably gets a lot of uh, cold drafts from the outdoors. When you peer your head out, you seem to be standing in one corner of a grand cathedral. It's a massive, massive room. And you're on a balcony, on, the, on basically the, the, uh, the corner of a balcony overlooking this cathedral. So you're higher than the main floor. Oh. But very near you is a wide, and by wide I mean about 20 feet wide, staircase descending down to the main floor of this cathedral. Now, the stunning thing about this, um, apart from its sheer size, is that the walls and pillars of this great cathedral seem to be covered with amber glaze. Cool. Uh-huh. Evelyn's kind of overcome with the beauty of it, and she's like going down the stairs, but also kind of floating because her, you know, her boots. Yep. Just, now this balcony, a on Disney you, princess. This balcony on which you find yourself stretches all the way across to the far wall of the cathedral, where you see another set of amber doors, but they are open. They are basically hanging open and ajar. Uh, the stairs leading down to the main floor of the cathedral, uh, you can see there's a railing that hugs the staircase that also seems to be sculpted out of amber. Uh, and as your eyes adjust to the darkness in the cathedral, you can see at the very far end of the cathedral, uh, between two more balconies, a massive statue of some kind. I go look at the statue. This looks yeah. bad. <laughs> Okay. Now, from where you are at the top of the staircase, the statue is 90 feet away. This cathedral is at least 120 feet deep, about 
have. I'm definitely going to pull out my drift globe so that we can see what's in here. As soon as you pull out the light, uh, it glimmers off of the amber surfaces of the cathedral in weird reflective ways, uh, kind of lighting it up. Ooh, Suddenly you can see here. pillars that support the grand vaulted ceiling. You can see windows or perhaps more accurately, arrow slits in the walls. You can also see the two far balconies uh, that flank the great statue. One of the balconies has partially crumbled away from age and left basically uh, fallen to the floor. Another balcony. The statue is uh, sort of a, a wonder, um, um, but unnerving. Let me just check. It. What does it look like? It's 40 feet tall, carved out of granite. It depicts a faceless, robed figure. Um, it's uh, carved so that its head looks like it's wearing a cowl. But where its face should be, you see what appears to be a sphere of impenetrable darkness. Just black. Dead black void. I do not like that. <laughs> Uh, and then the folds of it, the stone folds of its robe go right down to the floor, uh, basically obscuring most of its humanoid form. You think that this is a representation of some sort of dark god. Close your eyes, Evelyn. I'll keep them open because we might die. But... Now, your drift globe also on the ground floor illuminates some alcoves carved out of the wall, out of the amber walls. And in those alcoves, you see intact or ruined, depending on the alcove, uh, white statues of wizards. Do How do those faces look? You're too far away to really catch a glimpse of them. And the one that you would see most clearly, that statue has crumbled into rubble. What about the, the arrow slits? Are those to outside? Uh, they don't appear to be. They appear to be to uh, arrow slits to other chambers that overlook the temple. Hmm. Your best guess is that this temple was built to be defensible and that at one time guards could be stationed behind those arrow slits to attack anyone who might besiege or defile this place. I'm going to, po to post point to those arrow slits and say that would be a really good defensive position just in case we, I don't know, get stormed by wolves. This balcony on which you find yourself, um, uh, now that you're sort of uh, lit up the place, you can see that there is... Um, an archway uh, off of the balcony uh, through which you can hear the wolves. I go look through. And based on your, based on your just general sense of where you are right now, you think that that archway might be the tunnel leading outside. The one that from the outside you saw seemed to be a dark passageway leading in. The one we circumvented. Yeah. Can Casimir's got it. Cool. <laughs> Directionally, do any of the arrow slits face toward where the wolves are coming, or is it just the... No, all the arrow slits uh, seem to be uh, facing, uh, looking down upon this temple in which you find yourself, and whatever is beyond those arrow slits are rooms you haven't seen yet. However, uh, based on your spatial awareness, uh, that other set of amber doors that you did not go through in the room you just left, yeah, which had the green lights behind them, you think uh, those that whatever that area is might be connected to the arrow slits on one side of the temple, if that makes sense. Yeah, I got you. Okay. I want to go check out behind those. I'm kind of compelled 
to examine the statue thingy. Okay. I'm scared of the statue. Yeah, I'm just have, throwing it yeah, out there. Uh, if you go, if you go down, uh, basically, it's a 30 foot uh, deep staircase that drops 30 feet to the floor of the cathedral, and then you have to sort of cross the floor about another 70 feet to get to the statue. 60 feet, I should say. I was already kind of floating towards it, too. Okay. So I'm joining him. Quickly. Okay. In my experience, scary faceless statues, not good. Just It's just a statue, Strix. It's just stone that someone oh. has made to look like Do you remember the last time you said just a statue? No, Strix is right. Strix, everything, Strix has reason to be afraid of everything as we should be. I mean, this would be a very Thank big you. something. It's a pretty big statue. It yeah, you know what happened the last time we saw a large, say, wooden statue? It came to life, picked Dieth up, and took him over a giant ravine and dropped him. And then you told it what for. I can't tell every statue what for. Only the ones that are scary. <laughs> I'll take control of this one. Uh, so, Dieth, are you attempting to be stealthy, or are you just uh, trying to get to the statue as quickly as possible? That's the DM. Uh, naturally, I mean, naturally, I like... Especially with like the uh, arrow slits, I'm yeah. concerned about that. So I try to like maybe like hug a wall or move around. Yeah, if you if you hug the wall of the staircase as you go down, you will certainly be protected from the arrow slits that you're walking underneath. What you won't be protected from are the arrow slits on the other side of the temple that you're that can see you directly. And I'll I'll use whatever natural shadows I can, and if Strix stays behind, I'll move out of her drip globe lights. Okay. Uh, so, DF, you begin to make your way down the stairs. Evelyn, you are flying down to the statue. Yeah. I'm going to stay um, way behind and just kind of freeze up. Slowly. Are you sort of staying on? Are you, are, you, are you intending to go down the stairs to follow them, but keep like 20 feet behind? Yeah. Yes. I'm like, just, yes. oh. okay. All right. I'm about 20, safely behind. Very good. All right, then. Without warning. <laughs> a blast of lightning shoots out from the void that is that statue's head and uh, lances out at Evelyn as she flies through the air. Evelyn, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. By the power of the light! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Eight. I just saw it as like a moth. Going towards a bug lamp. Yep. Yeah. This happened, and I think my neighbor is barbecuing, so I just smell like burning. Hear <laughs> 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 that? Kind of jealous. <laughs> All right, uh, Evelyn. Yeah. Uh, you are struck for forty-four points of lightning damage. Ow! And. Uh, you, the other two of you, and and Paulton, who is quietly following Strix, uh, you see that bolt of lightning after striking Evelyn leaps from her oh, to Diath. Diath, I need the you. Kitty make, dogs. I need you to make a dexterity <laughs> saving throw, Diath. I even had inspiration, and I was like, I should use that to make sure I don't get hit by lightning. I was like, it can't be that bad. Chain <laughs> uh, lightning. I rolled a nine. Okay. okay. DF, you also take 44 points of lightning damage. No, I uncandied it, though. What? Can I uncandy dodge it? Yeah, he did yell uncandy dodge. I heard it. 
That's true. Um, let me just double check something. This is important. Yep. This is important. Say because if I remember correctly, I knew this statue was bad. No one listens to Strix. Mm -mm -mm. Okay, uh, uncanny dodge. When an attacker that can see you hits you with an attack, this is not an attack. <laughs> this is a spell. It has no attack roll. Uh, okay. All right. So forty-four points of damage. You said. Yep. Cool. No problem. And then it leaps from you to Strix. No! Strix, make a dexterity saving throw. Leave her alone! Far away! <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I got an eight. Okay, you take 44 points of lightning damage. I pass out. I'm on the ground. I pass out. Let us roll initiative. What happens to Paulton? Uh, it stops with Strix. Good. Fucking Paulton. I'm totally passed He's out like, on the ground. Uh, everybody roll initiative, including unconscious Strix. Or, or singed Strix. Singed him. Is this a trap? Now I... Now I Literally, the lightning just came out of the dark void in the head of the statue. You'd have no idea. Okay. Uh, Strix, how did you do? <sighs> oh damage, resistance, and advantage versus traps. 13. Not a trap. 13. Dia. 16. 17. Excellent. Who cares? Paulton, roll to 13. Getting ready to petition to butt Thander. And yes, this is your conversion moment. I will convert. Okay. It will last nicely. <laughs> DF, are yeah. you still conscious? Nope. It's like the lighting hit me, like it slammed me up against the wall. I just <laughs> Okay, make a death save. You're both unconscious? Yeah. It's just a straight d20. 18, one success. Okay, good. Uh, Anna, it's Evelyn's turn. Now, you uh, are still conscious. Mm -hmm. um, you're still technically airborne um, in the middle of the room. You saw DF and Strix go down when the lightning bounced off you and struck them. Can I uh, lay on hands on myself and go grab one of them in the same turn, or would that be too much? So lay on hands uh, for you is uh, what kind of action? Bonus action? Is that right? Or is I that full remember. action? I think it might be a full action. Let me see. I should know this. But... I don't have it in my notes. Let me go. I will look it up. Ba -ba -ba as an action. So that would be your action. Um, so you could cast that on yourself and then go to them, but you wouldn't be able to pick them up. No, then I'll just run to them quick. I'll run and grab Strix and try to like pull her out of harm's way. Okay. Thanks. Uh, so out of harm's way, uh, you want to be out of sight of the statue? Is that basically what you're saying? At least I want to take her to like back on the balcony before okay. we got hit. Good. All right, then. That you can do. And that's the end of your turn. Uh, Strix, I, I say something like, I'll be right there, Paulton. You hang on. I mean, DF. Uh, Strix, you have a death save. Great. Roll a d20. Great. Oh, also, I yell at Paulton to go get DF. 16. Okay, that's one success. Yay, I'm not dead. Yep. Uh, on Paulton's turn, he will hurry down the staircase, mumbling something like, shit, 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 shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Except it sounds like, yeah. 
and uh, he'll grab DF by the scruff and uh, pull him back up the stairs. <laughs> uh, to the balcony with the other two of you. So now the like four the of you make up a vacuum up the stairs. Yep. <laughs> the four of you are now uh, huddled together in the corner of the balcony overlooking this grand cathedral. Uh, and uh, that's the end of your turns. Let's see. Got a healing potion. The wolves outside have stopped howling. It's all you hear now is sort of wind coming down through that open passageway. Uh, that's in, in terms of your current position is about 30 feet away from you. Sounds like Casimir just handled that. Sounds, Sounds like, like fine now. Uh, and uh, DF, we're at the top of your turn, and you have another death save. Yay. 15. That's two. Yep. Evelyn, what would you like to do now? Oops. I would like to... Does lay on hands bring someone back from unconsciousness? It, it absolutely can. If it's as if they, point, yeah. they just get the hit points as if they started zero. So. Okay. So I'm going to lay on hands. Let's see. I have 20. No, six times... Five, so 30. 30. So I'm going to give 10 to Strix. So I lay on hands and say, by the power of Lathander, you are healed. <laughs> I just like wake up. <laughs> Your voice echoes loudly in the cathedral when you shout that. And Strix, you <laughs> come back to life. <laughs> I just start scrambling towards any cover I can find. I gather you up. It's all right. It's like, all no, right. no, 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 no. <laughs> all right. Thank you, uh, Thank you Evelyn. Not Butthander. <laughs> <laughs> Changed my mind now that I'm alive again. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you want to do anything else, Evelyn? Because that's yeah, just. Uh, I do the same to, to Dia. Got the power of Butthander, uh, my friend. You are healed. That's a separate action. So you can't do that this round. Okay. You have to, you have to do it next round. I scramble to Dia's side and say, One moment, let me catch up. <laughs> I will save you soon, my friend. All right. Uh, and so, but you're staying with them, right? You're not yeah. going to go off. Okay. Strix, death save. Oh, no, I'm you don't conscious. need that. Never mind. You're conscious. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm conscious. I'm fine. But I probably think I'm dying, so I'm yeah. just like, I'm still dying. I'm still dying. Yeah. You wake up, uh, uh, you smell burnt hair. Um, I don't notice any change in my appearance because it's probably pretty bad. You're, you're sort of shaking a little bit uncontrollably just from the sort of the electrical aftershock of your experience. But other than that, you're... Is their hair even more like... Yeah, <laughs> more frizzy than normal. <laughs> I just make sure nothing is mostly ruined, at least my, my snacks. Oh, they're a little charred. That's nice. <laughs> Would you like to do anything? Uh, how, how, how far away am I from the statue now? So right now, uh, you are 90 feet. 90 feet. Oh, 90 feet. Um, how, how can I make this work for me? Mm. Oh, good. I'm just going to cast Fireball right on that statue. Uh, which part? Uh, the statue? Towards the head. Okay. Vengeance Fireball? Yeah, I'm like, ah! <laughs> I knew it was bad! <laughs> I'm like, no! 
Don't antagonize it. A fireball flies through the air and explodes around the head of the statue. Uh, roll your damage, and uh, it, I I will make a couple and rolls of my own. As soon as it casts, I'm going to run into the hallway we came from as quickly okay. out of that temple as I can. I can. Okay. Thanks for nothing. You can run too. I scream. All right. What is it? Eight again? Eight. Uh, yep. If you're casting it using a third level slot, which you are, that would be eight d six. Right. Six, six, two, and one. Okay. And four, two, six, and two. Four, two, six, and two. So that'll be seventeen and fourteen is thirty-one points of damage. All right, so this fireball goes off, boom, around the statue when the flames clear. You see the statue does not appear to be uh, damaged much at all. It's a little bit scorched, uh, the parts that you can see. The area of blackness that covers its face seems to be um, untouched. It might be a magical effect, strikes like a permanent darkness spell just sort of situated there or something. Mm. Um, in any, and doubtless obscuring whatever's hidden beyond it. Uh, and and also, I want to yell, but we need to get behind those those arrow slits. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Yeah, but if you damage something, you're not aware of it. All right. And then, then you're. I'm sorry. Did you say you're going back the way you came, or are you going to run for the open archway that leads outside? Uh, back the way I came. Okay. Yes. Back towards so you're, the you're other retreating. Doors. Yeah. Retreating to the room that has the bed rolls in it. Yes. Okay, that you can do. And uh, Paulton is going to follow you because that uh, seems like the smart thing to do. Um, and he just sort of drops DF in front of Evelyn. <laughs> I got it. No worries. All right. Uh, all right. And da, 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 da. So right now, the only ones who are in the cathedral are Evelyn and Diaf. Hmm. <laughs> I won't leave you behind, Diaf. Yeah. All right. Sorry, I'm just looking at the options here. Yeah, that seems appropriate. Strix is crying. <laughs> uh, Evelyn, a fireball streaks out from the blackness <laughs> of the statue uh, and comes soaring in your direction. You know it's going to explode around you and DF. What would you like to do? Ugh. Run into the room, close the door. <sighs> okay, I, so it's, I have a reaction. You have a, you have a split second moment to tell me what you do as this fireball races. I throw me. my body over Dia. All right. Uh, I would like you to make a dexterity saving throw with disadvantage. <laughs> okay. And Dia, you don't have to roll at all. I rolled a nat 20 and... No, not a nat 20. Okay. Uh, I rolled, let's see, a 11. Okay. 
so you take a full brunt fireball. Strix and Paulton, uh, from inside the room you've retreated to, you see the fireball explode and the flames literally touch your nose, um, but you are just out of range of the blast. Oh, this isn't good. All right. Wait, does my aura of protection play in on that? You tell me. Yeah, because I'm making a saving throw. Uh So I would gain a bonus equal to my charisma modifier. And I am conscious. And Diaz gets it too. Uh, Diaz doesn't have to make it because you're covering him. So it's a 15, not an 11. One moment, please. Slightly better? Uh, uh, yeah, that is slightly better. It is not, however, high enough to beat the saving throw DC for this spell. Mm. So, sorry about that. Can I use, oh, I use inspiration! (laughs) (laughs) I have inspiration! I've been hoarding it this whole time! One moment, please. (laughs) (laughs) If I use inspiration on a disadvantage throw? On a disadvantage? Uh, no, inspiration just is a, you add to the role because it's, it's the bar, or is it the bardic inspiration? No, it's, it's, okay. you gave it to me. It's my inspiration. Yes. So you get it, you get, that would negate the disadvantage. So I rolled two dice. Yes. So now 20. So, but, so if it negates the disadvantage, does it mean I only get to roll once? Yes. So please roll again. <laughs> oh, no. Whatever this is. is this it? is it. Yeah. Oh, um, blowing my dice chat. Blowing it. Oh, holy lot of Lathander, I beseech you. I hate everything. No, I don't know. Where'd she go? I don't know. Did it roll on the floor? No, it sucked really bad. Okay. It was a three. Okay. Um, that was a waste. How many hit points do you have left, Evelyn? Six. Okay, right. So there's this huge blast of flame, uh, and uh, uh, when it clears, Strix and Paulton, uh, you see uh, Eve- Evelyn's not moving. She's thrown herself on top of DF, and uh-huh. she's just this sort of smoldering pile of um, blackened, singed flesh. Okay, into the room. Into the room with you. I asked Paulson to help me pull her into the room with Diath. Okay, well, um, let's see. Uh, Diath, you have not yet received healing, right? That's correct, Chris. So <laughs> make, make a death save for me. You got it, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, five. Okay, so one fail. Uh, Evelyn, a death save for me. I don't know if Paulson has any healing potions. He so this not. is D10 plus my con, right? Uh, no, just uh, 1D20. It's just it's a 1D20. straight up 1D20. Oh. Straight 1D20. Oops, not that. This. Yeah. I hate this die. This is a three. Okay, so that's one failure. If you get three of you get three of those, you're dead, dead. Getting good dice. Paulton says he doesn't have any potions. I slap him in the face for fun. <laughs> I'm glad you're having a good time. I'm looking at I'm looking at his character sheet and I don't see any potions written down on them. Do you so. have any healing spells? Uh he's got evil eye. Um 
No, thunder wave, sleep, dissonant whispers, silence, invisibility. He's thinking that might be good right now. I slap um, him again. Bestow curse, hypnotic pattern, vicious mockery. All these terrible spells. You're a bad person, Paulson. He says, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he plays his castanet. No. Uh, <laughs> he's got his loot. He'll strum a few little notes on that. Oh, all right. Uh, okay. uh, so, yes. And so uh, we come back around to your turn, Strix. And did we drag them into the room? Are they in there with uh, that us? Would have, that would have to be your action right now. Okay. Uh, my which, action? Which, which one would you like to grab? Because um, Paulton, Paulton uh, will grab the other one. Grab the uh, lighter. Yeah, I'll grab D if I'm not very strong. All right. And then Paulton will sort of drag Evelyn back by her foot. All right. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, hand, I hand Paulton my potion of youth and say, this is all I have. Give it to one of them. I don't know if it'll heal them, but it's all I have. That sounds like a terrible idea. It's all I have. So why it turn it down D.S. throat. He, he opens it up and pour just the, all down his throat. Uh, now I remember where you got this potion. Uh, this is from the wind, the windmill. Uh, from the bone grinder hags. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, he pours it down. Uh, <laughs> Baby boy, dear. <laughs> and uh, okay. Uh, almost instantly, you see. Uh, you see <laughs> <laughs> Dieth suddenly appears about 10 years younger. Oh, he's looking and, good. And, uh, and like uh, has that sort of attractiveness of youth. How old were you, Dieth? Uh, I was 28. So yeah, you're so 18. Now, yeah, he looks like we have an 18-year-old now. Great. Oh, you oh, can't like even that. drink anymore. Still, <laughs> still unconscious? Yeah, still unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> start cursing every god I can remember. And uh, Paulton's like, huh, turns out potion of youth is potion of youth. <laughs> <laughs> not I'm a so potion of healing. I'm not happy with him right now. Uh, I, I feed them some of my snacks. All right. We're unconscious. We don't, don't eat them. Do. You, you stuff <laughs> snacks into their mouth and they just yeah. gagging, <laughs> gagging on them. Strix panicking, putting anything she can in our mouth. <laughs> That's what I'm doing exactly. I'm just like, eat this. I don't know what it does. <laughs> You got. I start searching through their things to see if they have potions. Just like I'm, like I'm not good at healing things. That's your job. Paulton will say, uh, maybe Casimir has one. I don't know. Casimir. <laughs> oh! I just scream and I instantly turn into a cloud of gas. I'm gonna go find that asshole. All right. Right. Um, you're going to go back out through the, the crack, the fissure? Yes, the wall. and I'm going to okay. be like, Paulton, you guard them with your life for what it's worth. Or I will slap you again so hard that your bagpipes will wish they weren't bagpipes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he will do that. Uh, when you go outside in gaseous form, you don't need to make any check to see. There's blowing snow. You're on the mountainside and all that. But through the blowing snow, you can see the form of Casimir standing there just kind of staring in your direction at the mountainside with his blade out. And you can see this semicircular ring of wolves and dire wolves around him. Not, are, not attacking him. They're not attacking him. In fact, they seem to be on the same side. 
But you're, you're kind of gaseous form. You're not easily seen in your current form. Uh, it's like they're waiting for you to come out. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't know what to do. If a cloud could sigh, it's like... <laughs> that's about all you can do in cloud form. That's all I can do. It's all you, Strix. It's all you. Everything depends on you. I don't know what to do. I'm so afraid I could run, but I don't want to run. Because I, I know how that feels and it's bad. Uh, uh, pray, pray to Lathander. Lathander won't help me. Oh God! You feel the cold wind just sort of tearing at your gaseous form. The only thing I can do is, he's coming to get us. He's coming to get us. He's coming to kill us. I'm just going to turn back into myself. Okay, you appear outside the temple, standing up, standing up to your uh, ankles in blowing snow, uh, and uh, Casimir sees you for the first time. I'm just going to stand there and say... Just don't even acknowledge the wolf. Just like, hey, dude, you got any uh, potions or anything? Don't, don't, don't acknowledge the situation. <laughs> I'm just going to stand there and say, hey, hey, Cutter. I know that you want to come in here and kill us because it looks like those wolves aren't killing you right now. I'm going to tell you the inside this temple is filled with so much holy light of Lathander that you're going to suffer terribly and live the rest of your life in the nine hells as an immortal elf. You asshole! I'm going to try and intimidate him. <laughs> okay, make an intimidate check. And you're you're probably a good 50 feet away from him, so he can, but he can hear you because you're screaming really loud. Yeah, if I can, I'll just He's use my elf ears. My thaumaturgy to just make it yeah. louder. Just like absolutely. absolutely. Oh, okay. Oh. 21. Okay. He says. The mountain is your tomb, your final resting place. That is where you will be for all time unless you come here and let me kill you. For one second, I was going to say kiss, and I was going to be a little weirded out, but I hate you, and I just run back inside. <laughs> and then uh, he says, enjoy your tomb. Why does everything suck so bad? Well, he's not following me, so... (laughs) When you run back inside, as soon as you get back, you and Paulton hear this horrendous sound. The entire chamber shakes around you, and you hear this horrible, horrible rumbling. What could this be? I don't know what it is. The room sort of shakes and dust begins to fall. And uh, you hear what sounds like a, an entire mountain coming down outside. Oh. And you hear what sounds like crashing ice and snow. That must be our old friend destroying the bridge to get out of here. Make a perception. <laughs> and I'll do the same for Paulton. 12. Okay. Uh, you think... Uh, that someone or something has just brought all of the snow down from the mountain and buried this place. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right. Well, uh, yeah, I'm just starting. I'm just going to start 
tears are just rolling down my face. And I was like, I yelled at him real good. I yelled at him real good. And Paulton's like, I think that was an avalanche. <laughs> Thanks, Paulton. <laughs> I'm so mad at Paulton right now. I'm just like... And then he starts drinking. Yeah. Then he passes the flask to you. I'm just... I drink some and then I pour some into Evelyn and Dean. Well, I'm like Paulton. The only thing we can do is pray. If Lathander loves Evelyn so much, the only thing we can do is pray to him. We have nothing. We have nothing, Paulton. And trust me, the gods listen. I mean, sometimes they listen, but most of the time they don't listen. But they listen when things are really bad. Sometimes. Most of the time they don't. But... So Strix is going to sit down on the ground cross-legged with her hands completely wrong. Just like... <laughs> Paulton says, we're doomed. We're all going to die here. I'm like, you pray! <laughs> I'm trying to intimidate him. Okay. You don't have to make a roll to I'm intimidate good. him. Good. I'm like, you sit down and you pray. And I'm like holding my hands like this, like, <laughs> dear Lathander of, of the light, please, sir, if you could be a nice... Nice uh, man, Burke guy, just please and help us resurrect our friends or at least make them so they're not dying so that we can destroy the evil lord of this land who plagues it so much and that we can do the work of the good people rather than the bad people who are outside who I screamed at real good. If I'm having an out-of-body experience, I'm like filled with joy and happiness. Right now. <laughs> it's so bad that I'm praying. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I promise that I won't steal snacks from anyone else oh. and that I won't say your name is Buffander anymore. I'll throw, this, I'll throw this straw puppet away, I promise. I'll throw it away. I needed a friend, but I have all my friends here. She starts crying. Paulton agrees that you should throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> and he's taking one of the bed rolls and just kind of putting it under his butt so he doesn't have to sit on the cold stone floor. Man. All right. Um, uh, Strix, uh, you wait and you wait and you wait for prayers and none come. Not surprised. No. <laughs> but she tried. <laughs> I'm like, at least somewhere Evelyn is proud of me. Yeah. Uh, but uh, even though this, this room sort of grows cold and one by one, the torches sort of die out and sputter out until literally there's only one left in the room barely clinging to life. Um, I assume uh, I assume you're not planning to go anywhere. Well, I'm going to go through those other amber doors. I want to see what's up there. Oh, about the restaurants. Uh, you, you wait there. I'll go by myself. Uh, from the you, can, you pull open the doors. Uh, when you do, uh, you see a 20 foot wide, 70 foot long arched corridor. Uh, its walls and roof sheathed in amber. And the, uh, the half of the hallway closest to you appears to be scorched by fire. And you see a charred corpse lying on the floor, just about five, six feet inside the doors. Um, and uh, you can see it under its, most of its bones are underneath a burned fur cloak. And it looks like it's been lying there for several for a long time, or at least uh, more than days. You actually can smell um, still the sort of charcoal burning stench of whatever killed this. Oh. And it doesn't take you long to figure out what that might be. 
there are several amber doors that lead from this hall, and there are three arrow slits cut into the opposite wall. Floating in the middle of the hall, you see three skulls wreathed in green flame. Oh. They look like... Friends? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> friends. They look like that. Those don't look like friends. Some kind of metal. Yep. <laughs> and uh, those skulls are just sort of floating there, uh, wreathed in flame, and they all sort of turn to look at you. I'd like you to roll initiative. Oh my god, I'm dying. I'm straight up gonna die here. Out of seven. Soon in a dice camera action next week, or it'll be just Nate wants to battle. <laughs> 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 He'll come back and no one else will be here. It'll be like, uh, guys? Yes, uh, good All right. Uh, how is your initiative score? It was six. Okay. Uh, one, this... to see <laughs> uh, one of the skulls shoots from it uh, rays of green flame. Cool. Uh, and they attempt to strike you. Uh, the first one is a 14 versus armor class. Mine is uh, currently a 10, so it hits. All right. Um, I didn't cast mage armor because I was too panicked. You take eight points of fire damage. Oh, good. I still, I think I still have a... You have two. I have two hit points left, but there's three skulls. Yes, and then another skull. I get resistance because I'm a tiefling. That's right. So you take half that. Oh, good. Four points. Four. Yes. I'm going to metagame in your favor from here on out. (laughs) The uh, the other two uh, also shoot rays, uh, and one of them is going to miss you with a natural one. The other one's going to hit you, and it does uh, nine points, which is also reduced to four. Great, still still standing. So you get hit by two flaming rays. Uh, you shrug off a lot of the damage. Uh, what do you do on your turn? I'm going to try and misty step as far back as I can. Close the doors behind you. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you're standing sort of in the open doors. You probably still got your hands on the door handle. Oh, good. I'm going to close those doors. <laughs> yes. All right. The doors are closed, and I'm those, going. To... Those three skulls. You can kind of see their flames through the translucent amber doors, but they're kind of wavery and uh, can't make out any details. But yes, you have created an amber barricade between you and them. Great. Everything is. Coming up strict. Um, Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Two hit points. Well, I'm just going to limp on back to my friends. Okay. And, uh, I mean, I and, guess... And Paulton's like, how'd that work out for you? Bad. It was bad, <laughs> Paulton. It was really bad. Maybe next time you can learn how to heal people, okay? He'll hand you a flask. This I'm is like, the best, stop it! best healing. <laughs> can I do anything to try and stabilize them? Like, maybe just... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to assume that you and Paulton stabilize them. Okay, good. So they're good. not in any danger of dying. Oh, okay. good. Whew. All right. So we can, we're just stuck in here so we can rest. Yep, we can absolutely. Wait up, we can just wait until we're better. Paulton, yep. Paulton, yep. give me some of that wine. I'm going to drink a lot of it right now. Oh, you guys are going to have a drunken party yeah. while we're unconscious? Exactly. All right. Uh, so a significant number of hours pass and you are completely undisturbed. Uh, and uh, about a day later... Uh, you're starting to feel a little peckish. Uh, you start to feed on your rations and whatnot. Uh, Paulton says he wishes he had more, but it's getting kind of low. I've got um, snacks. And, uh, 
He'll take your snacks. Can uh, we stay passed uh, out during this or? Uh, basically, yeah, you, you stay unconscious for at least a good hour or so. Okay. Um, and then you uh, regain consciousness. <laughs> uh. I'm still a little drunk. Hey, how's it going? By which time, Paul Paulton, uh, it, it doesn't look sloshed, but Strick sure does. I'm like, hey, dear, you didn't die again. That was great. You're a real friend. Evelyn, you're coming too as well. I, I think... How did he drop me? Am I laying on my back or? Like, yeah. I open my eyes like a tiny bit and I just kind of croak out. Because <laughs> I'm like all burned. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You got. I do not full, full feel front. good. No. I don't even move. I just say, Lathander. <laughs> like, I'm like drunk and stressed. It's like, I have prayed to Lathander for you, but he didn't listen because he's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I try to like lift an arm, but it hurts too much. And I just like lay back down. Uh, but Paulton does share with you some new information that they managed to get about the 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 fiery flame skulls that nearly burned Strix's skin off. Don't worry, <clears throat> I'll um, deal with that in a couple days. <laughs> couple days. <laughs> Then he says something like, this is a place of death. We're all doomed. Uh, can I... Let me let me think in my adult state as I'm waking up if I might be able to do something about my current state. Well, you do have spells and you do have some amount of yeah. your hand still because you only used, I think, 10 points to heal Strix, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I will 20, go ahead and... 20 points left. I rested, so I think I'm pulled back back up yeah you well you you didn't take a long rest so if you want to spend hit dice those stricks yeah yeah i do and in fact any of you can spend hit dice at this point Yay, i think i'll spend that. hit dice instead of using yep. my own hands because i can Call. be more portable that way yep you're absolutely right no reason not to spend as many of them as you need Oh, by the way, uh, Casimir was totally evil, and I went outside, and I gave him a good yelling, but he had a bunch of wolves with him, and they were friends. I knew it. I never trusted Asmir. Oh, also, we're trapped. <laughs> Evelyn laughs every time you say Asmir like a like kid in Sunday school. <laughs> <laughs> I say, though, that we go after those skulls first, because they're just skulls. We can see them, and they're not a mysterious threat. <clears throat> um, once you guys feel better and once I'm done crying into my hands uh, I, f I feel better but I also take note of my suddenly uh, hairless body <laughs> uh, and well I actually you, you didn't suffer any uh, any burning um, but you did get fried by the lightning bolt so you probably got like a black <laughs> scorch mark on your shoulder or chest or something <laughs> he's hairless because he's 18 <laughs> oh that Never mind. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry about that. Uh, I feel oddly energetic. Yes, horny. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, not before the potion. I'm gonna be honest. I just gave you guys whatever I had in my robes. That was a poison. You got the youth potion, DF. I'm sorry, but you got a good an extra ten years on you, right? Yeah, I'm glad you uh, thought things through. I pinch his cheek and I'm like, aren't you just the cutest little pudding? I'm not 12. Stop. 
I mean, you could be. You don't know. Pretty sure I'm not. <laughs> um, well, then. Feeling good. Feeling great. Those were lies. It seems to me, if uh, you've told me about these skulls, and the door seems to uh, stop their attacks, we should try to use some amber as a shield. Perhaps rip the door off its hinge and attack behind it. Okay, you can, beast mode. <laughs> if you're the can one you who can rip the off door hinge. off the hinge, I'd be impressed. <laughs> I try to rip the door off the hinge. Okay. I cast um, mage armor as well, so that we don't have you're, an you're incident. You're trying to uh, tear off one of the doors leading to the hallway with the flame skulls in it. It's yeah. more. It's more that like he's like, I don't know if you can do that. So I kind of like test it a little bit. Like I just am like. Okay. Uh, it it seems incredibly sturdy. Uh, and and you 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 suppose that the amber is actually quite heavy. I so I tested a little and I'm like, I could, but I don't know if that's really like the the smartest way to get some. some oh, okay, amber. right, yeah, right, yeah. Is there any other? Uh, it seems like there's amber all over. Like there's amber coated things, amber poles. Yeah, not, in, not in this room specifically. Um, certainly, that was true in the hallway where the flame skulls are, and it's true in the main temple, the main cathedral. The walls here are just bare stone with torch sconces mounted on them. And by the way, uh, there's only one torch left of the of the one, two, three, four, five torches that were burning here. Only one is currently sputtering. Oh, well, Strix can, you know. Yep. She's got oh, her drift thanks, globe. thanks, Dia. Yeah, just... <laughs> <laughs> Is that sure. what you do? She just well, got her drift globe. But yeah. wait, if those had been recently lit, then there's got to be someone here. Correct. Obviously. Well, More why didn't they help us? More importantly... People know what helps us. If Asmir stayed outside with his wolf army, something tells me he, he can't come in. Or something. Otherwise, he would have. That's a good point. Maybe he's not welcome here. Maybe right. this is a holy place. Yeah. All hail Lathander. Yep, blasted the holy shit out of this. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, laughing is easier than crying. <laughs> we use humor to heal our pain. <laughs> now, you said uh, the one room with the giant statue that wrecked us. There was a, another set of doors. Yeah, so when you were in that room, there was a, an archway leading presumably outside. Right. And then there was at the far end of the balcony, because you were at one end of the balcony, at the other end of the balcony was another set of amber doors that were hanging open. What if we go there? Can we sneak there without getting lightning striked? I mean, we were okay on the balcony. I did not want to go back in that room. No. If I remember correctly, I was actually hit by a fireball on the balcony uh, by throwing myself over your body to protect you. No thanks needed. You're welcome. Well, thanks to the recap, pretty sure that happened because someone pissed off a statue with its own fireball. Look. That statue's behind a bigger wall. We need to go through those amber doors and go behind those arrow slits. We're talking about fighting a statue. We can destroy it. Uh, you tried to fireball it, and it just got a little sunburned. I think there's dark. The, the, the helmet thing is darkness. There might be something in there. It's like a darkness spell. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
I believe what's in there is more lightning bolts. Well, I mean, that's a given. That is definitely a given. I have another idea, which might be really dumb, but I don't know if it'll work. I would love to hear this. Lay it on us. So I've been studying recently, and I have the uh, ability to disguise myself. What if I disguised ourselves as our friendly no. host? No, this sounds terrible. This sounds terrible. And try and talk to talk to whatever's in the statue. I hate this. I love it. <laughs> Strict smoke, please. By using darkness, we can create great light. Or we can just bolt it to the other end. I'd rather not do anything that would blatantly put anyone of us in danger. I mean, you're not wrong. But I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. I do think, though, that the magic in this temple, if I know anything about my religion and history, which I do, is that this temple may not have been something that Strahd controlled. It may have been something that was here before him. So it may not be too advantageous to do that here in front of that statue. That might be true, but I'm pretty sure he controls everything. No, he doesn't control you or me. We control ourselves, and Lathander bathes us in his holy light. Thanks, Ethan. That statue is some kind of ward, or even perhaps a turret of sorts, so that when enemies brought, can be brought into that room, statue merges it, plus you got the arrow slits to help. That's the way I see it. Or it's guarding something very important. I think it's probably guarding something very important, which is why it's so angry. And we need to find a way to circumvent this. Not fight Maybe this. Maybe a distraction? What about a distraction? For the statue. Like, no. I don't, I don't want, I'm not going to use any of us as a distraction. That's more danger. How about we tie a rope to Diaz, and then Diaz sneaks over there because he's so sneaky. And if I get hit by a fireball, you just... Yeah. Back in. No worries. Yeah, so we'll just send Paulton in. You can just play him a song, Paulton. Why don't you just go in? Yeah, I can romance him with a, with a little ditty. Okay. Yeah. Romance him with a ditty, Paulton. I really wanted to turn into straw. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that you would like to contribute in some way to this adventure. So. Just thanks, Evelyn. Yeah. I, I would like to. Well, Paulton's been, you know, drinking the wine, so he's feeling kind of emboldened. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, if you want him to go out there and play a little ditty, he'll do it. Just I'll tie a rope to you just in case. <laughs> okay. This is stupid. Please do not. <laughs> he'll, get his, he'll get his loot out. Can you actually play anything that would mesmerize a statue? No. Sure. He's a statue. It's a well, st- I don't understand what the benefit of this is going to be, Paulton. Why'd you suggest it? I didn't suggest, I suggest it. it, actually. Trix, why'd you suggest it? I don't know. Whatever's in the statue might like music. Oh, my gosh. Okay, tie the rope to me. I'll go. No, no, you don't go out there. You're the only person who can heal. We can't lose you because you're well, the only one who can What are we going to do? Just sit here the rest of our lives? No, we're going to go fight those skulls or send Paulton in to sing a song. I'm not going to fight a skull. I'm not going to poke a skull with a sword. All we need to do is blow them up. I just need some backup. Okay, fine. I'm your backup. Let's go. Did you see anything in there I could use as a shield? There's a dead body. Not a body, like an amber something. No, but the dead body might have something. I'll use the dead body. Let's go. No, no, I didn't see anything. (laughs) Don't listen to me. I just noticed dead bodies. It's the only thing I'm good at. It's fine. It's fine. Let's go. So I'm not playing a Diddy then? 
If you want to play a di- play me a ditty right now, make me feel- yeah, Paulton, just play a ditty for us. Okay. But not for the statue. He'll he'll strum a few uh, notes on his lute. And maybe like contemplate your laugh a little bit. I feel like <laughs> maybe just you could use a little bit of contemplation, <laughs> introspection. Uh, well, I'm going to cast mage armor on myself, and I want us to get ready. We can fight these skulls. They're just skulls. That's it. I don't want to die. Then hide and throw things. <laughs> That's gone great for me before. <laughs> I don't know how well just steel is going to work against floaty skull things. They're still skulls. Uh, if you want to, Strix, since you did get a, a, at least a brief look at them, you can make an arcana check to see if you can gauge anything about them. Sure. I will try anything and convince my compatriots. Yeah. When you could literally just play skull baseball. Uh, 14. Oh, not bad, uh, but not great. Uh, so... You do... You have heard of ancient lore about... Uh, these creatures that suggest that um, a, a, you know that a flame skull is made from the skull of a dead wizard. Mm. Um, and as a consequence, often remembers things about its former life as an arcane being. Um, and uh, you are uh, also believe that the magic that empowers them does make them somewhat magically resistant. All right. Well, the skulls the skulls are resistant a little bit. They are almost surely immune to fire. They're immune to fire. <laughs> so, uh, what are you talking about? You want me to poke it with a sword? Or smash it. We can't go back in that room. We're going to die. I thought I was going in as your backup. If you go in with Treebane and hit them with that, you might be able to damage them more than we can. There's three of them. They're going to, like, eat you up. I'll just line them up and just slash right through them. Yes. That's what you do. For the light of Lathander, right? Right. I hate this. <laughs> but you know what? I should do it with Lightfall. No, you need to use Treebane. <laughs> Why? Because Treebane is magical. They are resistant. You need something that's magical. I cast magic weapon onto to Lightfall. Okay. Now, now Lightfall's magical. Yeah, now you can use Lightfall. Right, let's go. And I start running toward the door. <laughs> See if you can do that. Can you do that on mine or? Later. No, because uh, if she casts it on yours, she's going to lose the one on hers. Um, but uh, so you're going to whip open the doors and make this. Yeah, I'm going to hide. Whip open one door, and then I will hide behind the other door. <laughs> I uh, I also want to pick up the dead body as a shield too. Because well, first things first. First things first. You have to open the door. Well, that's what I did. I threw it open. Okay. When you do, um, I'd like everybody to roll initiative. Using the good die now. Good. <laughs> she said as she rolled a two, which with my initiative is, or it's four. Not that it matters. 
15. Okay, so four for Evelyn, 15 for DF, and Strix got a 18. 18, and Paulton rolled a 10. All right, so as soon as the door is open, the flame skulls seem to have been ready for you. Uh, so, uh, Evelyn, uh, you see uh, each of the skulls uh, begin to utter some sort of incantation. And as that happens, fireballs spring from their mouths, race toward the door and explode behind you in the room. You are all engulfed in flame. I'd like everybody to make dexterity saving throws. This Three is just them. unfortunate. <laughs> Three of them, please. Uncanny dodge. <laughs> not three saving throws. Three saving throws against three spells. We're all in my aura of protection. Yes, so you get plus your constitution. Oh, plus your constitution. My constitution, which is four. So you all get plus four on your rolls, but you're making three of them. Okay. So DF. What's that? Is it dexterity? Uh, it is dexterity. Okay. So, DF, what are your three? Oh, natural 20. Excellent. So, that pretty much stops all of them. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, 27. Okay. And 19. All right, so you're going to be taking half damage from each of those. Strix, what were your three rolls? Uh, 19, 12, and 22. Okay. You saved against two of them and took the full brunt of the third. Uh, I take half because of a tiefling. Yes, you will. Half or a quarter as the case may be. And Evelyn, how are your three rolls? 20, 19, 15. Okay. You made all three of yours as well. And Paulton. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Six. Oh, you got a natural 20 on that one. And he made uh, two and uh, failed two as well. Sorry, made two and failed one as well. All right, so uh, let's see damages. Okay, so DF, um, (laughs) since you made all three, you take half damage from each, which is going to be... Still too much. Still too much. Uh, so he'll take 11, 12, and 9, which is a total of 32. Okay. Are you still up after that? No. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Uh, is engulfed by fire and goes down. Uh, Strix, you uh, are going to take... Uh, a quarter damage from two of them and half damage from the other. So you take you take 22 points of damage total. Oh, I'm still up. Great, right. yay, woo! Evelyn, uh, you took half damage from all of them. Uh, so but what you, about my werewolf? Does it count? Uh, no, it only counts against weapon attacks. Fine. Um, fire gets through you just fine. You burn up real nice. Uh, So you take uh, a total of, uh, you take the same damage that DF did. So uh, 32. Yeah. Well, poop. 
And uh, Paulton failed one. So he takes. He takes 41. Uh, okay. Is he still alive? Uh, it's funny. Funny you should mention that. Um, so after the big fireball goes off and you are all engulfed in flame, um, Diath goes down and he's just sort of smolder, a smoldering heap on the ground. As Strix, the fireballs come, just, I said, this is a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> he gets blasted back by the flames uh, and crumples into a burning heap. Uh, Strix, the fires just sort of dance off of you for a bit and just sort of go off, go out on their own. And you are still alive, but blasted. Definitely um, not very alive. And Evelyn, you had plenty of, you had more than 32 hit points, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're sort of scorched and incinerated by that, uh, but still standing. Uh, as you watch Paulton get engulfed by the flame, uh, you see something strange happen to him. Uh, yeah, he's on fire. More than that, as the flames engulf him, he melts away like an ice cream cone. What? You see, uh, he turns to snow and ice and just melts like a snowman. His belongings, everything. It's like he was made of ice and snow. <gasps> that wasn't Paulson! Now I'm tripping balls? And that's where we'll Close start. the door! <laughs> That's Can we at least close the door? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Trix, with your sort of last, your last moment, you just sort of pull the doors shut uh, while uh, Paulton just sort of melts away into water. <laughs> I knew that coward couldn't be my Paulton. <laughs> I hope he's safe somewhere. He wasn't real. We're going to die. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> My head. Tune in next week, kids. <laughs> when we find out. What happened? What just happened? Why? All right. I thought, fuck. <laughs> well, we're only mostly dead. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> There's so many things that... Oh, my gosh. Yes. Trap, trapped in a mountain dungeon. It really couldn't get worse than this, said the person who complained about eating a baby. <laughs> <gasps> oh, my gosh. You wouldn't have melted if you just listened to Tadia. Oh, man. Sweet, sweet Rad in chat said, of course it wasn't the real Paulton. He shared the alcohol. We should have known. <laughs> should have known. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Uh, so. Uh, Apart from, uh, we'll pick this up next week. Uh, we'll see what wacky hijinks are awaiting you in the bowels of the Amber Temple. And then uh, a few other quick notes, if I can find my notes. Uh, we had a new episode of Force Gray go live yesterday, and we have a new hour-long episode of Acquisitions Incorporated, the series season one tomorrow. Um, and the acquisitions episodes will continue to release uh, up until PAX West when we do our D&D <coughs> live game. Ooh, that's yay! Exactly the end of the month. Yes, everything builds to that. Uh, other news, folks, got anything you want to share? Nope. 
Mystics D&D is happening right after this. Uh, my character still isn't introduced, but should be next week. Okay. Uh, spoiler alert, Maribel died. Yes. Uh, I'm really good at that lately. So. Are, you, are you excited about the new character? Yes. Okay. I can I can reveal the name. I've never told anyone yet. Oh, very good. Her name is Fehana. She's a monk. Ooh. Gonna be cool. Nice. Yep. And uh, I'm also gonna be at PAX, and I think most all of us are, which is exciting. Yeah, I'm gonna be there then too. We yay! Yep. Yep. Uh, I'll be at the Frank and Sons uh, SoCal Retro Game Show at Frank and Sons uh, in the City of Industry. Los Angeles area, uh, not this coming Saturday, but next Saturday. Very cool. Wanna come around and say hi at that. All uh, right. Yeah, uh, I am on fire. So yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go and cry into a pillow. <laughs> ah, all right. And with that, uh, everyone's fault but my own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think DF can safely distance himself from that decision. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, tough outing this week, but uh, maybe maybe fortune will smile upon you next week. Hey, at least we're what mostly alive still. Mostly, at least our characters are not wiped from. The we're trapped in a existence. room. We're trapped in a room. We can't. I, I thought the room is Snow Paulton. I was starting to mentally prepare myself for like having to make a new character, and I was ha- really struggling with that. So <laughs> right. I, I have a bunch of extras on hand. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know how to move past Evelyn yet. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, the Waffle crew got a little toasty this week, but we'll pick up next Ah. week. And until then, I I look forward to hearing what people think about the wackiness of the Waffle crew hijinks. Oh, no. I'm sure Twitter will be aflame. (laughs) Oh, God, stop. Just like, just like, yeah. Bye, folks. Thanks for listening to this episode of Dice Camera Action with Chris Perkins. Don't forget, Chris and the Waffle Crew broadcast live on twitch.tv slash dnd every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time. For more information on the Waffle Crew or Dice Camera Action, go to dnd.wizards.com slash dca or head to the Dice Camera Action wiki at dicecameraaction.gamepedia.com. Until next week, happy hunting. Happy hunting.